This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? Um, this is obviously it's Saturday when you are getting this. So this is the Bravo episode and we are Bravo. We're black and we got a little extra black people with us. So to make this an extra black episode and give our extra black thoughts, we have been trying to link with these two for so long and we finally did and we're so excited about it because you guys already know them they've been on the scene longer than we've been on the scene and they cover so many things my favorite thing that you guys cover are the dating shows but that's just a personal favorite but from two black girls one rose we have natasha and justine hello and welcome Hello. Hello! Thank you for having us. Yes, yeah, so excited to finally yes. be here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for joining us. You know, y'all know this is the Bravo episode too, so we're gonna talk Bravo. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ask them about how they got their start and get to know them a little bit. And you know, what's on the roster? I say Potomac, maybe a little Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. 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 And we might get into a little bit of Beverly Hills. So but before we even jump into that, you know, we got to give out our roses. I know you usually have one rose, but we got two roses for y'all. You guys have been killing the game when it comes to reviews, whether it's Bravo, whether it's the dating shows, whether it's talking about, you know, being black in reality shows or just being black in general. But you also just have these, you know, relatable thoughts and, and hilarious, like, observations on these shows you are like the the goals and the the beacons of what i think when i want like a patreon following like everyone is on your patreon you know you have a loyal a loyal legion of fans and also just with patreon in general anytime i see patreon i see y'all's faces i see y'all's <laughs> podcasts like you guys have really been killing it and i just want to give you your props so obviously we just want to for those who don't know let them know like how did you guys get your start how do you know each other like let's just pretend that we are starting from square one one well thank you so much that was Mm -hmm. really really kind we are celebrating our six years uh which is yeah we just celebrated our sixth year doing this which is Mm -hmm. nuts um but yeah justine and i we go way back we were friends Mm -hmm. in high school so this is like my friend friend like for Mm -hmm. real for real Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, and in high school, we bonded over TV. Um, our little origin story we like to share is she had the Laguna Beach DVDs. Um, I got wind of that and then started hanging out with her in the student <laughs> lounge after school. And we'd watch Laguna Beach and talk together. And so we've been doing this for a while, watching yeah. messy white people on TV and talking shit. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> the basis of our friendship. Um, but yeah, we we started out in 2017 um, as a Bachelor podcast. Um, I've always watched The Bachelor, just like a guilty pleasure show that I would always watch. Justine has a little different of a relationship. Different relationship. The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah, I would watch the <coughs> last two episodes to see who was crying and who would be on Dancing with the Stars. But Rachel Lindsay was named Black Bachelor, first Black Bachelorette, and um, we made like a whole like thing of it. You know, mm-hmm. I would go to her apartment on Mondays, bring the wine, then she would come to my apartment afterwards, bring the wine, and then we'd be up till the episode would end at 10, mm-hmm. but I'd still be in her apartment at like 12, 1 o'clock, and we'd just be mm-hmm. kiki and talking about the show and um, just really diving into it. Um, and it was around that time we realized Bachelor Nation had a ton of Bachelor podcasts, but when you would listen to them, uh, recapping Rachel's season, it was like they were watching a whole different show. Like, they were not talking about the things that we were talking about. And so, yeah, we were like, let's start a podcast. Like, we can do this. If no one listens to it, at least our moms will. And so, bought some little microphones from Amazon, hooked it up, and then just got to yapping. And we started that next season, Ari. He's like the whitest man on earth. And we started (laughs) with his season. And we were like drunk as shit in that first season, just drinking wine and talking mess. And yeah, since then we've just, um, we, we still do The Bachelor, but we've expanded. So we do a lot of reality dating. Um, it's our first season of covering Potomac and diving into Bachelor uh, Bravo world. Um, and yeah, we have a, a beautiful community on Patreon. Um, we have a lot of fun on Instagram. Um, and yeah, we watch a lot of TV. So we just mm-hmm. yeah, try to have fun and talk about it. Mm-hmm. What you basically described was our friendship. Yeah. Like, we've known each other since high school. High school? Yeah. That's how we even started doing this because, well, we did it much later, um, but we started our, you know, podcast from the the pandemic. We had nothing else to do. We were just talking about, hey, did you see that episode? Yeah. Did you see that episode? Hey, what's, what does it take to start a podcast? And we Googled it and they're like, anyone can start one. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a great, like origin story and that's why your dynamic is so natural and easy and fun to listen to and fun to watch and why you have such like a loyal following and that what you just said about are you watching the same show is how we feel about bravo and it's just mm-hmm. your roots in starting in bachelor was our roots in starting in bravo i know mm-hmm. so, you know, honestly yeah. today we're like we're the blacks of bachelor nation coming to talk with the blacks of bravo and exactly let's just talk about this experience of being these white ass faces and <laughs> making our you know making our way there so i love that Listen. and i want to know too at what point did you guys like see success and like really think i want to keep going with this podcast like we got a following now and also what did that feel like it was really bizarre because we had success almost instantly and i just told this story actually to someone who didn't isn't really on like social media or whatever and she was like oh you guys blew up on social media nope we had no instagram we had we only had twitter we only live tweeted Mm-hmm. And I would be at Natasha's house during us taking notes, and we would sit next to each other taking notes silently. 
and we would both be tweeting with like different gifs and stuff like that um and we saw success within the first like month mm-hmm. of us putting out episodes That's so it was really successful yeah it's really crazy and it's i think we just didn't sound like anybody else that's really yeah. what it was like there's mm-hmm. we were not the first bachelor podcast there's a million of them but yeah. there were none hosted by women of color um and none kind of giving the colorful commentary and talking about different nuances of the show we're black women we can only talk from our own experience and what we see and so we're literally just speaking about what we see but if there's no one else that looks like us then their commentary is not going to sound like us so it was kind of instant because i think we literally just didn't sound like anybody else yeah that's so dope just a sidetrack before we even get into anything else did y'all see that interview with clayton and like his whole baby daddy drama Oh, but he's going through a lot with that woman. He's been going through a lot with that lady who's just dragging this out for whatever reason. I know. It's nuts. It was insane to just watch like a clip of it. My friend uh, Kendrick uh, from Reality and Comics 2, he sent me the link to it. And I'm like, oh my God. And of course, it's on the Vile Files. Um, (laughs) And he's just explaining like, these the most odd thing i've ever heard in my entire life and i'm like if this happened the way that he said it happened how did she even get to the point where like this is a real thing <laughs> like she's just like she's on the screenplay writing she needs to go into like story for real story apply those skills <laughs> elsewhere yeah. Yeah. you want somebody's life like write something <laughs> Exactly. Her imagination's wild. Yeah. I'm gonna pretend like I know what you guys are talking about. Oh, you don't know? Don't you're Who the heck? Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> I know Kay is more of the the Bachelor Black Bachelorette. Yeah, I started watching Rachel Lindsay's season, oh, and then okay, yeah, yeah, that's when I started because it was just it wasn't for me. Like I don't, yeah, um, yeah. it just didn't relate. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, okay, I like her, I love her. Mm-hmm. And then especially that episode, I think she found out that they were, I think they were playing, were they playing basketball? They were doing some of it, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she had to send one of them home. And I was like, oh, I like her. She's real as fuck for that. Um, but speaking of Rachel Lindsay, she's getting a divorce, and Aaron oh, loves him some Rachel Lindsay. Oh, really? Oh, I do, I do. I met her at BravoCon, and she's so nice. Yeah, she's so, so nice. She yeah. is. We took a picture yeah. together and all. Really? And just hearing what she's going through now, mm-hmm. I just hate it for her. Yeah, yeah. we turned on. We all turned on him. I feel like all Bachelor Nation was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, <laughs> we knew I was it was shit anyway. It. Like, we it was were... like, "Say the word, say yeah. the word, say the word." And exactly. It. And it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> let's get into it. Okay, Potomac. How did you even get into? Like, were you always like a viewer of Housewives? Did you? just start or what what's that like your journey i feel like our Mm -hmm. relationship with housewives like the inverse of bachelor maybe like i'm a housewives stan like Mm -hmm. i i'll like win a housewives trivia night like i'm a housewives stan Mm -hmm. 
And I know mm-hmm. Natasha like picks and chooses her seasons and it's usually your treadmill show, right, Tash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't watch all the seasons. I've watched all of them at some point and then I've fallen mm-hmm. off. So like mm-hmm. it used to be deep into Beverly Hills and then kind of fell off at some point. Um, Salt Lake City, I gave a try, but then also fell off. But Justine, if there's something crazy that happens, I'll, I'll immediately go and watch the episode. I'll watch the reunions and catch up. But at this point, I watch Potomac and New York, like religiously. And then I dip in and out of the other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fair. Okay. okay. So then what are, okay. So Justine, who's your all time favorite? All time favorite cast or housewife? Housewife. How, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, this God. Is this podcast, baby. oh, God. This exactly. one is so hard. One, okay. and it can't, it doesn't have to be as of right now. Like, I'm talking about all time. Of all time ever, right? Okay. Favorite. Um, go to bat for, go to war for. Yeah, <laughs> that used to be Erica Jane for me. I mm. loved me some Erica Jane. Oh, you did. my God. You really did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so sad what happened with Erica. Uh, but she's trying to redeem yeah. herself. This I was about to say, like, what do you think about this season? No, I know. She's trying to make a comeback. She's trying to make a comeback. Um, she's doing that. <laughs> she is. She is. Y'all saw how they said that she was hunching out Oliver? And then Oliver was like, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Erica Jane. I don't think um, that he would date somebody who cursed out his little brother. I don't. Right. Know. I don't know mm-hmm. Oliver, but I feel like that he wouldn't do that. <laughs> like that was stupid. Like I know he may be a cheater, but I right. feel like it has to stop somewhere. Yeah. yeah. First, like though, would not allow that. That too. <laughs> That's yeah. to say. I don't think it's yeah. <laughs> Natasha, I know that you said that you go in and out, but like from when you were going in and out or even now, who's your mm-hmm. favorite? Oh my God. Uh, we recently did like our Mount Rushmore and I was trying to remember yeah. who was on there. I love, I eat up anything she puts on social, Portia. I good one. I just I will consume anything Portia's selling, showing us her life is just so interesting. I think she's hilarious. Um, she is. I miss Atlanta her. has really fell off. I feel mm. like she, they can just announce that she's back and they'll pick back up the season. Like mm-hmm. I'm a huge Portia fan. I don't know if she's my favorite. It's hard for me to pick one favorite, but I'm yeah, a, a Portia fan. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be Portia, baby. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Portia, and you know what? That's a good choice because Thank she you. is hilarious. She <laughs> is. Like she's she, I want her back so badly. I watch anything else that she's in. It's just mm-hmm. it just sucks because she just really does not need the money. <laughs> and, it really doesn't. And it just she doesn't need like, it. Yeah. Like because you know it's just like with Denise Richards. It was like okay, she was on there, but she don't need the money, so yeah. she just left when things got hard. Yeah. So I also yeah. want her to do a season of Traders. Like I would love to see that. Oh, Portia? I watched yeah. yeah. I haven't watched tra- I need to watch trailers. Everybody loves trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching this season. Now. Yeah. 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 It comes out. Is it on Peacock, right? Isn't Phaedra on it? Phaedra is on it. It premieres well when you guys listen to this, hope you guys are doing good. Um it will be out already. But while we're recording this, it comes out at nine PM. ESC on Peacock. So it's just starting this new season oh, tonight. Wow. So you don't have to catch up on anything. You can yeah. start with it. Okay. Nice. So that should be really good. And I actually, it was also, also the, that's what I literally, okay, so we're on threads heavily now. Okay. And um, like the way that they, 
promote traders is with Phaedra, of course, because she's like the one-liner queen. And then she's going to be telling, I think it's Peter, she's like, this yes. is not The Bachelor. I don't have to kiss your ass get a rose. And I would just put that on threads and it was just like, God, I cannot wait until she says it, what makes her says it, what like prompts her to say that. I want her to say it again. Like that is so iconic. Um, you know, Lars is going to be on there. Tamara Judge is on there. Like, Oh, it's going to be a okay. traitorous season. <laughs> Trifle ass women, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, okay. getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all thinking about this season of Potomac? Are y'all enjoying it? What are, what are your feelings towards this season? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? These girls, they always get to work, they always get to the good fights. I really wish the fashions were more elevated. I think at this point, Candace and Karen are the queens of fashion. Wendy's like coming up. Um, but the two newbies, it's Mia and Mecca that are killing the vibes this season. They're mm -hmm. very unnecessary. We need to get to the bottom of Juan and really Robin. Juan, we already know what the deal is, but Robin, I feel like we need to get to the bottom of, and we're getting distracted by NECA trying to create a storyline out of absolutely nothing, and then Mia getting a divorce, which she doesn't get until the season ends. Like, I just feel like they're distracting from the real point, which is upsetting. Yeah, I feel, yeah, Robin, I, she just pisses me off. Like, I just don't even know why she came back. Um, she doesn't want to give anything, so then why are you here? Um, and then I agree, I think NECA's not really pulling her weight yet. It was also hard because we did a trip early and she doesn't really know anybody. So her, her presence in Austin felt kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. um, but as Justine said, her and Mia kind of feel like extras. Like I'm not sure what their value add is. They're kind of just like standing around. Um, and then as far as Ashley and Giselle goes, I want to see their love life. Mm -hmm. I want to see Ashley date. I want to see mm -hmm. Giselle and Jason. Mm -hmm. Like, that's really all I want to see. Ashley bringing in this NECA story. Like, she's the one that kickstarted the NECA versus Wendy thing. Again, it's like they do a lot of deflecting off of themselves, which is an annoying aspect of Potomac for me currently. And I really want them to just show us their life. Like, mm -hmm. I really don't know why. <laughs> like, this is what the job is. This is what the housewife, you know, job description is. Um, but yeah, Ashley, I want to see you dating. I don't want to see you making up bullshit, bullshit storylines. Um, Candace, show us Jason. Show us this, you know, this age gap relationship. That's interesting. That's what we mm -hmm. want to see. Um, so that's been a little frustrating. So I'm glad that Austin is now done. They're back in Potomac. Yes. Finally, so we'll see. Yeah, finally. Austin yeah. for oh my god. When it, whenever it drags through two months, like December to January, I'm like, oh my god, probably. <laughs> yeah, why are we so? Andy, please. <laughs> it was like when we go to Ky anytime we go to Kyle's backyard on Beverly Hills. Oh my god, Kyle's backyard. Wait, I have a question for you guys about Beverly Hills, though. If I can just, sure. if I can, of course. Ask you. We talked earlier in the interview about how you were both like the black representations for this these fandoms of these um, shows and also just in the podcast space in the audio storytelling world and in the recap world. 
And for us, we had a lot of really amazing success during Matt James's season because it was the season where everything went wrong with a black lead. Um, and people were coming to us for answers for things and coming to us with questions for things that were way deeper than The Bachelor, right? Yeah. And they were way more intense. And that's because no other podcast could speak on Matt James's season the way that we could speak on it and the um, kind of like point out the wrongdoings the way that we could point them out. Are you guys feeling that same kind of pressure, especially from your audience, even just on threads about what's happening now on Beverly mm. Hills? Well, Beverly Hills specifically, I don't feel like pressure about it. But when it comes to like, all like every time something happens in general, we feel a lot of pressure. What do you guys think about this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Yeah. Do you feel this way? And like, so to answer your specific question with Garcelle, we really don't mind speaking on this situation because especially me being a black woman and where I live like it, it's I mean there's black people but it's mainly like it's, it's a white space and where I went to school it was a white space so I yeah, had experience right, right, with this right, so right, I feel right. equipped to right. handle this kind of situation and it's right. these exact conversations yep. and these conversations around it and yeah. also when it comes to this specifically we've had this same situation go on more than once oh, right yeah. so yeah. especially just with beverly hills like we had it with yes. with garcelle confronting kyle about it kyle mm -hmm. wants about it even if you want to just say it's for a pr move or she just didn't want no smoke the way that she went about it was immensely better than the way yes. Dorit is going about it another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, because Therese been racist for seasons. Seasons, years and years and years and years. Mm. She's been racist. Like, yeah. not everybody is your mama's black friend. And not so, everybody is works for you. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's also seeing people talk about, oh, well, if I say something against Garcelle, then I'm automatically racist. Yes. No. Right. If someone's calling you racist, it's probably because you've been saying some racist shit. It's not <laughs> all, all off of one person. It's not all off of just this situation with Garcelle. So since we are equipped to handle this conversation, we see so much like vitriol when it comes to Dorit and Garcelle. And it's like, yeah. are you watching the same show we are? Because even if I put my shoes into I mean put my feet into someone else's shoes I'm like I'm looking at the way that Kyle handled it versus yeah. the way Dorit is handling it yep. saying but I'm Jewish it just doesn't make any sense so yeah. like we're able right. to like relate to that and under then explain where she went wrong even if we don't want to wow. we just do right. it because we know so much about it and we feel yes. the same way right mm -hmm. and and when you when you feel that need to like stand up on your platform and say something, is it also because 
it like the Watch What Crappens, the Bravo Bros, all of those other podcasts really shy away from talking about these things. Whenever I listen to their pods, and I try to keep them in the rotation, but I can't get them for the past couple of weeks, but I haven't heard them address a whole, whole lot. They really tiptoe, they're really on eggshells because they don't have the experience. Do you mm. feel like your platform is the only place where black people in the podcast space, right, are talking about the Garcelle and Dere conversation with like direct answers? Mm. Well, no, only, and, and it's only because there are other black podcasters out yeah. there that can speak okay. on it. Like okay. we got Kendrick okay. going, you know, like we have, and it's not just podcasts, it's also like social media is a big part of it. So there's a lot of, you know, people on social media who are not just black people, but also people of color. But really when it comes to it, it's black people who have like the most authority on it, right? Yes. So so we, uh, we understand that it might be a harder conversation for other people to have, but at the same time, like I know, watch. I don't really listen too much to Bravos. Like shout out to them. We just haven't really had an interaction. I know mm-hmm. Watch What Crappens. They try to talk about it in a lighter mm-hmm. set, and it's because they don't. Yeah. It's because they don't know. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. they know that Dorit is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is very clear. Dorit is wrong, and then they go about you know their pocket. But since you know they're not in our shoes, they don't get down to it. Aaron, what do right. you think? Yeah, I think the same thing. I think there are plenty of black uh, podcasters and people on social media that cover this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to those type of shows like Watch What Crappens and people who can't necessarily relate, they try to do the best they can to mm-hmm. talk about it without mm-hmm. stepping on any toes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to certain subjects, we do address them. Sometimes we do feel a pressure to address certain things, like even with the Dr. Jackie situation, mm-hmm. we got a lot of mm-hmm. controversy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like everybody, you, everybody wants you to be on the same page as the mm-hmm. public. Mm-hmm. And we That's keep saying that black people are not a monolith. monolith. Just like we yeah. just had a situation with the whole Dr. Jackie thing, and that yeah. was very was crazy. hard yeah. to navigate. Yeah, extremely hard because we feel like sometimes we can't have our own opinion. I think that's right. the one thing that we struggle with when it comes to those type of things. Okay, okay, okay. If you don't mind me asking, what's your opinion about Dorit and Garcelle and their lunch conversation? I feel like when it comes to Dorit, she's so quick to get offended. That is that is the biggest thing. She's not really fully understanding and listening to what Garcelle is saying. Mm-hmm. It's just all this other stuff that she's trying to throw in to make it seem to play victim, I feel. Mm-hmm. And she's still mm-hmm. not understanding it time and time again. And I really don't think it's going to get anywhere when it comes to Garcelle mm-hmm. and Dorit. I mm-hmm. think it's one of those things of where they're just going to have to agree to disagree. And Garcelle is really just going to see her for who she is. Mm-hmm. Like Kata mm-hmm. said, I do appreciate how Kyle handle it. I feel mm-hmm. like she handles things a lot differently. But Dorit is just so quick to try to, like, flip it. Yeah. I feel like two things can be true at once. And this is what I mean when Black people are not a monolith. Like, I see it, and I'm not a Dorit fan by any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she, she serves the fashions, just not this season. Um, I feel like Garcelle could simply just not like Dorit. And that's okay. Uh-huh. 
But Dorit is also still wrong. Mm-hmm. So Dorit is not trying to understand Garcelle. And you could, even if you go, let's just say they had this conversation, they put it to bed, and we don't even talk about it for the rest of the season. But if you go online, Dorit put, posted on her Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only, this is my bubble, or this is my privilege. Like, she doesn't, she genuinely does not see what she did wrong. Mm-hmm. And even if she does, she doesn't care. So right. it's like, you can say, and I think that's that was most people's ammo, is just that Garcelle always has a problem with Dorit. All right, she don't like the bitch. Let's just say that's true. But at the same time, Dorit is not trying to understand how she is offensive. She mm-hmm. thinks that because she is Jewish and she's a child of the world that these things do not apply to her when it's like girl if you are a child of the world then you should be more aware Mm -hmm. it's crazy how do you guys feel about this situation in Beverly Hills I think that Dorit is able to weaponize her white woman victimhood because Garcelle was speaking so individually. Because this is clearly the first time Dorit is experiencing whiteness, right? Mm -hmm. This is like whiteness that's in her face. And not white people, but like the privilege of being white, this is her first time ever experiencing that. And what Garcelle, Garcelle just hasn't had enough like ninja training, like us four on the podcast where we've been in white spaces our whole life, where she made it really personal. And I understand that she she was personally attacked. She is personally attacked by Dorit all season. Every time they're together, Dorit attacks Garcelle. And it's really fucking annoying. She never respects her. It is so obvious how she feels. But because of her making it about her as an individual, then Dorit was able to flip it and say, well, I'm Jewish. That's how she's able to kind of use those very um, individualistic ideas against Garcelle's, um, uh, I guess, defense that she shouldn't be saying those things to black people, not just Garcelle. You know what I mean? Right. You know? That makes total sense. Yeah. Natasha? I don't know nearly enough about this situation, but (laughs) Dorit sounds from the little bit I've seen, Dorit seems and sounds like she is just holding on to being willfully ignorant. At some point, using to be ignorant. We all went through 2020. You, Garcelle might be your only black friend, but you have a black friend. Mm -hmm. Like you have somebody there. Why are you choosing to to be okay with offending someone and not wanting to Mm -hmm. learn? At that point, you're choosing. That's a choice. Um, and I just, I've seen some of the headlines of her, um, Garcelle calling her, uh, Karen behavior, like unconscious and like, she's just like, oh, I don't know. And at some point, like you can't, uh, we can't keep giving you the sly in the past. It's 2023. Like, I mean, we all went through the same 2020. So I'm like, so tired of it. And there's people that just like choose to live in a bubble because they can. So, yeah. That is fair. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about that with you guys because it's hard to have those conversations with just me and Aaron because it's always 
just me and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, okay, <laughs> let's check in. Let's do a temp check. Like, yeah. We're just have some fun and just see yeah. where the day takes us. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, just like, and then as a whole, when things like this happen on Bravo, mm-hmm. this wasn't mm-hmm. like, this is serious, but it wasn't like, you know, like yeah. Salt Lake City serious, Dallas. like, yeah. you know, Dallas serious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like people want us to talk about certain things all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're sometimes just here for the giggles, you yeah. know? Like, they like yeah. a lot of black rage, a lot <laughs> of rage. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like, that's something Justine and I have tried to really protect is just protecting the joy. You know, at the end of the day, we're talking about these kind of like pop, you know, pop culture fun shows. Sometimes they're not so fun and they talk about racism and things like that. But at the end of the day, like this is not a podcast for educational purposes. You're coming here to laugh. And so we're really trying to protect right. that as much as possible. And it's, I think it's a balance. Be you gotta that. balance it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so speaking of, go ahead. No, 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 I was just gonna like further into into Potomac. Um, yes. What do you guys think about the the nuclear body suit? Rob- the- <laughs> All the body suits. <laughs> Are y'all tired? Body- That's a good question. Are y'all tired of seeing those body suits? Because I know I am. So tired. Oh my god, Aaron! We just said on our podcast how oh. Wendy just knew she was eating with this nuclear yeah. body suit on because it was mm-hmm. new when she bought it six <laughs> months ago when they filmed this, and now mm-hmm. it's been copied by so many. I'm sure you can get it on Shein. I'm positive. Definitely. Fashion over. $7.98. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's worn it. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> At least she was a new Blair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, just sunglasses. Give her that. She looks cute. She was she cute. Looked cute. Yeah, the yeah. wig. It was nice. Did, you, did y'all agree with the thumbs down, though? No, that was crazy. Yeah. We said on our podcast, too, I don't know where you guys live. We're in the New York area. There would never be an occasion where there's three straight women up on a stage at a drag show. <laughs> never. <laughs> Because straight women in drag shows and gay bars cause havoc and uh, chaos. So there's never more than one. Okay, we're in South Florida, so I feel like there would be street. Yeah. Yeah, So that's, but speaking of, and I love me some Brynn, so don't get me. I love Brynn, but she did like an interview and she was like, I think that more straight women should be on Grindr. And I'm like, what? Brynn. Bryn, please, please. It was insane. Um, But I just didn't understand. I think that what was more shocking to me was that Wendy had never been to a drag show. Yeah, that was yeah, more that made me sad for her. <laughs> that made me feel sad for her. Yeah, and you're yeah. a housewife. Like, isn't that like a rite of passage? That's like, awesome, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Karen, Karen's 60th birthday is what brought you to yeah. the drag show? That's so sad. Where have you been living? How have you been living? What the hell? <laughs> She's near DC. Oh it's a major God. city. Like, what? Okay, but can I make a case for y'all? Because you gave us our, your opinion. Mm-hmm. Can I make a case for Mia? For yes. Mia? Okay, what's the case? Okay. <laughs> I would like to present a case for Mia because I just started liking her. And I think that this season, she actually may not be getting the camera time 
that she deserves or maybe she's been edited out because I think that what she's going through is actually raw and real and that's why she came to Robin with it with that whole okay we know about the money has been stolen we're seeing a problem in their marriage we're seeing like her she's straight up showing us that hey I got a divorce attorney mm-hmm. like I think that Mia is is she is giving it her all mm-hmm. and she, we might not be seeing it because of maybe the editing they're trying to force this you know storyline between NECA and Wendy mm-hmm. but I think the case for Mia is that she's always wanted to seek sisterhood within the group but the group is always beefing so she don't know where to go and then she she's going through something and she's telling us while she's with Gordon Mm. and she's showing us that she's about to break up with Gordon and then on social media Mm. she has her new man so Mm. I think that Mia is being transparent and she has she has a good storyline that Mm. we should be following what do y'all think about that or was that still not enough I think no. I think all of that makes sense. I think yeah. it could be interesting, um, but they're not giving it to us for whatever reason. I mean, her marriage is literally breaking down. That you do bring up a great point as to why mm-hmm. we're not seeing that exactly, mm-hmm. particularly since there's been you know we've all been up in arms over not seeing Robin and Juan. Mm. Happened there. We have one happening. Why aren't they showing it to us? Um, and I do agree that Mia, she has been always uniquely very transparent. That's like her, her transparent. Yeah. Like she wants yeah. to say it first before you use it against her. She was the original Monica, in my opinion, from Salt Lake City. <laughs> oh my God. Despite, I don't, I don't know if she has a, a page, I don't know. But yeah. as far as like, Monica would be like, yeah, so I slept with my, and then Mia would be like, yeah, so they served thinking lobsters, but I was also kind of a stripper, but I wasn't a stripper, but I was a stripper. And it was just, and we do threesomes in, like, it, she was just, everything especially with her and Jackie so Mia has been ever since she came on the show I feel like not only has she been transparent but she also has had Mm -hmm. decent storylines yeah Yeah. I don't know why they're not showing that this I I would love to see more of the Jackie storyline because the breakdown of the two friends who were clearly fucking her husband <laughs> I think that is so fascinating. Yeah. Like, I would love to see more of that. If my mm-hmm. friend of twenty years, oh my god, if my friend of twenty years and I were like, oh yeah, like you want Swinging. a car, right? <laughs> like what the hell is going on? I would love to know more about that. Oh god, that was the most- even better too because I got some tea. Um, Go for ahead. The next season, so I got this DM the other day. <laughs> Shout to be messy stuff lately. And Mia <laughs> recently did a post and delete. And it was her, it was the new man, mm-hmm. and it was the old man, and they were all together. Wait, so, Portia still? Yeah. And they were all together. It was a post and delete, and then she took it down. Did you know what the caption said? Let me actually pull it up here. Please do, because I did not see that. She and her new like guy, I, mm-hmm. did I read this correctly? That's like her high school sweetheart? Like they know each Appar- other from way back. Apparently they oh, know really? each other from back in the day. And he's also, I don't know if he's a radio personality or. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He's a radio. Yeah, media. It says lead with love. And it's like a little video of them and the kids. Oh, a video. And, 
and in the background she's playing the Sierra and Chris Brown song, uh, and that's Chris just Brown. how they roll. Yeah, yeah Chris they roll. Brown. <laughs> what is going on? This Your story song? has it all. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so she's pulling a Dolores. Okay. She just got all her hair. <laughs> yeah, a Porsche, her, 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 and a yeah. Porsche too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it seems like they they figured it out. Um, <laughs> which is why I'm excited. Like I'm ready to see what she has for next season. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, let's just hurry up. And so we hurry can, up to exactly get us there already. So, in your opinion, what would make next season of Potomac better? Who are we keeping? Who are we giving away? Who should we cast? Like, what are your opinions on what can make Potomac great again? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I think there's a new girl coming. There's a fight coming. On on the the club. More fight at the club. On the way with the lady who owns the med spa. Key. Oh, Kiana, Kiara, it's something. Yeah, yeah. liked something her though. For the, the, they were second on camera. Yeah, I liked her. She's Wendy's friend, which I love also. Um, and I feel like she might be good. I would love a Scala back. I loved a Scala. Oh, I miss a Scala. What is so your peaceful. A Scala. She had a really, really handsome husband, and she had great fashions. And we need all of those things in the housewives. We don't need just turmoil and destruction. We need okay. like a, a nice married fit. You know what I mean? It was nice. Um, okay. And Neca gotta go. Now that I can wholeheartedly agree with, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you put your whole heart into it. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not genuine, you know. Mm-hmm. And then right. the whole the back and forth with Wendy, I just didn't like it. Right. Like how surprised we all were with Monica, like knowing every single detail about those ladies' lives. The way she hid all of that on the show, that NECA needs to hide. And she's not hiding at all. She's like, I watched season three, episode eight, and at 58 minutes, like she just knows everything. And it's so annoying <laughs> and weird. Yeah. You're a fan. No formula. Yeah. And like you're making the fans like you're it's like you're treating us like we're dumb and that right. is like we can see you studied the show and you're like trying to act like a housewife. I mean, right. Nobody mm-hmm. She's a beautiful I lady. I love her pictures. Mm-hmm. She is also like rich. She brings that opulence to it. She brings like yeah. the husband factor. She can't dress, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. to be fair, I do think that um like, I don't want her, I don't care if she stays or leave, but I will say that she, Wendy 100% knew her. And like, you know, she hid that. So I just wanted to say that. But whether that should make her stay or leave, it doesn't matter. It's right. still like, you know, it's the season's not giving what it's supposed to give, but I'm not giving up on them. Some people are just like, oh, wait, throw the whole castle. I'm like, wait, wait hold on. No, we don't. No, we have, we have a lot to work with, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we just I have agree. to tweak it and reverse it a little bit. Yeah. And we'll be good. Agreed. We can get rid of Robin. I'm good with Robin. She can go. If she doesn't want to work, she really? can very much go. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. I feel about Giselle. Giselle, she another one. <laughs> well, I, which I know she's like one of the lead. She always sits next to Andy. But like, Giselle does not pull her weight. Let's be real. She she hasn't. And Robin has been, I would say Robin has been doing a little bit better. Like, as far as her storyline, the whole back and forth with mm-hmm. her and Candace. What, getting hung up on? Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> this is, you know, 
It's better than just like trying to walk in heels like Giselle. Aaron. You don't think so? <laughs> and I this is to be laughing because those I would follow those heels. But, but it's a very, it was very challenging. It looked very challenging. No, because the editors definitely zoomed yeah. in. That's they all I, in, yeah. I know for Giselle though, and she's not really she's done with Candace. Mm-hmm, so it's yeah. like I, I think she can take a break. I think she can. She got, she got a season out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will let her go. I think Robin might be quicker to get the boot. Maybe. Um, I think also I feel like Candace needs a friend. Do you feel like Candace needs a friend to come in? Yeah, like a good friend, like a somebody good, she's a real friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like someone that you have photographic evidence that you know and <laughs> right. We didn't just yeah. say that this was your friend. The way mm-hmm. that the Robin and Giselle have each other, I, I would love to see Candace with somebody. She gives mm-hmm. some of the best clips, the best one-liners. Wendy and her have a vibe, but Wendy needs a new writer or something because she don't really be bringing it with her reads. Mm. And Candace even be looking at her sideways sometimes, like we supposed to be friends, but mm, like <laughs> she can't even like co-sign Wendy sometimes. So I'm like, I feel like Candace needs like a buddy, mm-hmm. a real like not the way that uh, Ashley brought in Neca and that was like her friend. I want Candace with a real friend. Like mm-hmm. I really, I think that would bring something to this. Yes, season. almost like Giselle and Karen. Like you yeah. could tell, they've been friends for a really long time. They go yeah, way like back. They, mm-hmm. yeah, they've been dropping their kids off at you know the Lynx meetings and going to Jack and Jill stuff. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Not the Lynx meetings. <laughs> that is so true and so fun. okay. So we have potential for another season of Potomac. We don't need to do a total reboot. So okay, so name your your cast. So are we keeping or getting rid of Giselle? Oh, I would keep Giselle. I, have a I would keep Giselle too. If we could see yeah. more of Jason and what's going on with them, I'd be more interested. Yeah, <laughs> so like, we split oh, down the middle. We need a tiebreaker for Giselle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm keeping because she puts her all oh. into every season. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm keeping. Yes. Yeah. And her family. We all love it. Michelle. So when she gave us that update on Michelle. Yes. And, and, and her no yes. good. And her no yeah. good man. Yes. That was great insight. So we're definitely keeping Ashley. Yes. Robin. She go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Her tagline is I don't like working. I don't like being here. I don't want to <laughs> literally. We need right. a tiebreaker because I think we should keep Robin because I like to see her get hung up on. Like I don't know why, but it's hilarious. Because that like she's standing Damn. beside him. Like it, it's just like she's get she gets mad, she goes and calls him, he either pisses, gets pissed off and hang up. Or like even when she was trying to explain to him how they were pissing her off. He was like, "No, give her, give her a chance. See what she says." It's like that man is never on your side, never. and I want to see her maybe realize, "Hey, maybe I should not be around this man anymore. I'm the one making the money. He's literally about to lose his health insurance. What by by this time it's been what a year? Does he have a new job? Whatever he's doing, she's the breadwinner now. Maybe we can get." Um, a Robin redemption season where she realizes her self-worth. That's such a positive attitude, Aaron. I love the optimism. I don't think she's going to wait until like season 52. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, no. She'll she'll be back. She'll pop back in. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Uh, so we need a Robin redemption season. Mm-hmm. And then... Wait, real quick, do you guys think Juan will be at the reunion? Please. <laughs> Is Jason going to be there? No. Okay. <laughs> No one that she ever like dates or no, she never has nobody. I don't see husbands, so I'm good. (laughs) Okay, so Candace, we're keeping, but she needs a friend. Yeah, have I changed my mind about Mia? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Okay, for sure. The grand dom is grand doming. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then so Nekka, she she can go. Like go. I, I'm okay with letting her go. Yeah. Unless she brings something for the second half of the season, I just don't remember seeing anything in the preview, so I don't think we're gonna get it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just yeah. a little bit into the Salt Lake City reunion. I know, just seeing you watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, you watch faithfully. Natasha, you know enough to just converse a little bit. Um, I thought that the first part, even though it's it was great to see them yell, and it was great to watch it on Peacock uncensored, it wasn't like they didn't get to it yet. And I know why, because it's a three-part, yeah, you know, reunion. But would you like, overall thoughts? You know, I really liked Bench Warming Bitch. I thought that was a great comeback for <laughs> Monica. I think Monica also looks really beautiful. I think her dress looks really nice. Her makeup looks great. Her hair looks great. Um, Heather, I'm just excited to see more of Heather. I think that she is just coming. <laughs> she's, she's had a, a crazy arc because all throughout last season and Ultimate Girls Trip, I could not stand Heather. I was like, why would you talk? Why would you say who gave you this black eye? What is this like? Now we're making up all kinds of stories. I was like, maybe she did cocaine in the bathroom and fell and hit her head. Like, we're something up- had to happen. Like, oh my God. And now she's, I mean, in Congress, they're quoting her now. So I think I'm just excited for Heather to not only come back like more confident, she's another one I'd like to see date. I want to see right. a little bit more from Heather, so I'm excited for that. But as far as the first part of the reunion, too, I'm not that interested in Meredith. So it wasn't really the reunion for me. I don't really care about Meredith. So you said something interesting that you wanted to see Heather date. That's mm-hmm. I, I agree. And on top of that, I feel like we started that storyline a season or two ago. And we talked about her sex life, like oh, Heather yeah. dating. And yeah. then all of a sudden, she was just like, I don't want to talk about my sex life. What do you think, oh oh like, God. changed with that? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. If you're going to be like Uba on uh, New York and, like, tease a boyfriend and then not show them and then get mad about it, if you ask the question, you can't get mad. You have to be like Lisa Renna. I always say Lisa Renna did this, executed this perfectly. Her husband hated Housewives, hated Bravo, and would come on and serve those ladies one glass of wine and fly to Canada. Like, I, (laughs) and they're still together. They are still married. Like, Mm. she just balanced it out for herself and she made her own storyline really interesting. But if you are going to really stand by the sidelines, only do one-liners, never have an actual storyline, and then hide who you're dating, but tease who you're dating, get out of here. 
I want to see yeah. it. Yeah. And like the the point of being a housewife is to show your life and probably the most interesting most universal theme that most people want to see is your love life. And so to just hide that portion mm-hmm. is obviously not telling the full picture and that's usually one of the most important and most interesting things about watching a housewife is what's going on in their mm-hmm. relationship. Especially so, after having like just in general like obviously we're dealing with a a franchise that's heavy on religion and Mm. getting a divorce Mm. is so still scrutinized in that religion so to see you escape it quote unquote and then talk about it in the book it's just we will make it more interesting you know life after this divorce as an excommunicated mormon navigating that is a storyline in itself instead of like always having to beef with your cousin or whatever oh she shoves whitney like she beats whitney's ass like regularly oh my god do you guys have to read all the housewife books there's so many of them do you know i haven't read it you know what the only thing that i listened to was give them lala and i listened to it on audiobook yeah and it was good i actually do have wendy's book and i have garcelle's book and even though i may not have read it my mama read it so it counts as for Probably yeah. we're black, you know. Mm-hmm. So she'll tell me anything that I miss. Um, she'll let me know. But they are always. I'm like, well, what? okay. With Heather, I get it because that is a like that is a peculiar situation to be in. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who like have released books that I'm just like, what do you need a book for? Just leave it la la. Like, what was that even for? Yeah, definitely la la. What? You she like 32? What are you talking about? Yeah, about? like, what have you been? She hasn't been through anything. I'll tell you what it was about. It was about when she was younger, how she got on the show, and how she met Randall. And that was it. That's all she got. She was very true to herself, but it was just like, okay, well, that's two hours. I'll never get back. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so as far as, like, the annual feedback sometimes it drops out but as far as like the reunion i think that we need to get more on the questioning of not just her working for jenshaw and her relationship with jenshaw i think it might be a legal thing but i want to know how did she turn from you know assistant into a witness against Jinshaw because we know that she was a witness against Jinshaw but we haven't heard about that right and someone in our Patreon comments said that um, the CIA or the FBI government agencies that are looking for people who keep secrets recruit in Utah because everybody's so like morally sound because they are uh, with this very aggressive church. And so they really um, recruit out in Utah. So it is actually very likely that she did have a friend who worked for the Secret Service. Cause we were like, how do you just have a friend who doesn't work with like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> might, yeah. The more you know, like that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, and it makes sense because you have to be like, you know, uh, you're supposed to be, I mean, you're supposed to be a good person in general, but (laughs) especially if you're like in Utah and you're Mormon and like you have nothing else to do, like you have Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're getting to heaven. So like, of course, you're going to help the FBI, the CIA, the 
YMCA, like everyone. So that makes a lot of sense. I, and that's what I want to see them talk about. I want to know that whole process of like her turning on Denshaw, where she was last season. Was she was she helping them? Like was she, was she in Beauty Lab and Laser? parking lot when Jen Shah had got, you know, like almost arrested. Like where was she during all of these things and her perspective of things? Obviously you want to talk about reality vantees, but we want to say that for the end. But in during the meantime, I want to know how did you get from friend to foe like this? So yeah. I don't know but it, what did you think about the reunion? Oh, the, oh, the, oh, the part one of the reunion. Yeah. I thought they did a great job uh, with the whole Monica thing. I feel like Heather is really the Reese Witherspoon of this reunion. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, that's such a good comparison! Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just feel like she's yeah, uncovering so. everything. And it's like, we didn't really expect it to be Heather. Mm. As we yeah. would not expect it to yeah. be Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those situations. But I think she's doing a good job and I feel like she's finally finding her footing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an inspirational story. And I and I feel like we might get another book just no. Karen, no we definitely are getting at least two more i'm sorry to tell you baby no. she's like uncovering reality bunties yeah. <laughs> it's gonna There's be the title oh okay and i know that before we even wrap this up aaron you are a big angie k stan and um what do you feel about angie k's stance in the community do you she's feel anything in the community of Salt Do you know what? She did get me back watching when she called someone a phony fucking baloney. I was like, (laughs) I'm never gonna delete that from my repertoire. I was saying it in my apartment all day to my boyfriend. (laughs) He's like, please! <laughs> it was great. But, it was great. And then it's it was that scene, and it was her saying that Meredith's face looks like a trampoline. But it's, it's a like, good I thing. Don't know. <laughs> she is funny as fuck. There are moments where I'm she like, is. I like this girl, and everybody else is like, she's lame, she's whack, and I'm like, well, I don't know. No, she turns it out sometimes, and I think she's better than Mary. Mary's got to go, in my opinion. I think Mary has ran her course. You want Mary to go? I feel like we had the perfect amount of her. Like, she wasn't there to offend anyone. Well, too much. I I will say I agree, because it's like she's not really adding anything. We kind of look at her for humor. Maybe if they did an an after show where we're watching in, like, Mary's living room. She does commentary about what she does. In her closet. In her closet. In her closet. Bedroom. Like the little Beverly Hills after show. Yes. I think that would be great. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun because she hates them so much. So that (laughs) Mm would be fun. Yeah. 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 But Angie K also, did you think during the season finale it was a little too quiet? Because she wasn't at the beach scene, Angie K. I don't know if she was informed or not if Heather was going to break the reality Bonte's news. And then she was just sitting there like this. Well, to be fair, Angie K is kind of in the middle. They haven't decided if they're going to keep, like. Oh, if she's like a friend you know, of, or if she's a. If she's like a really in the circle. Okay. Lisa what are they Meredith and Wendy's are like, like. Yeah. Well, I think it was like an OG thing. Yeah. So it's like call the OGs. Next season, if something happens, they'll be like, Yeah, oh. but to, in my head, though, I was like, Why isn't Angie K reacting? 
Cause she knows she was Kiki Keen and ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's why. That's I like why I was shut up too. Yeah. When certain accounts came out and got exposed on the TV, and I was there, I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, God. I would be skinny. Like even with reality von T, since they follow us, I'm like, I hope Bravo <laughs> like there. I'm like, I'm quick, if I see something that I agree with, I'll be like LMAO. <laughs> oh my god, you was you talking to Monica the whole time. Yeah. Monica and Tanisha. Oh my god. Oh wow. God. But we can't wait until the <laughs> We can't wait until the second part of the reunion. Um you guys I don't have a wait. I think we already fixed Potomac, so we want to know as a listener or as a viewer if you're joining us here on YouTube, what can we do to make a Potomac great again? And also, what did you think of the first part of the Salt Lake City reunion? And now, you two, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Like, you guys, I definitely have to come back. We had such a good time it's been great getting to know you guys it, it's felt like a relief to get it off our chest about beverly hills because we haven't been able to cover beverly hills as much because we had to be looking over here and, and over there but of course when this happens we have to take some time reflect and then also get our feelings out there like thank you for you know just holding it down and coming on and your podcast is amazing your content is amazing and thank you for also like accommodating our schedule please let the people know like obviously they already know but like let them know where to find you if there's anything special coming up is there anything that you want to announce this is the time to do so Oh, well, thank you so much for having us. And we're super excited to have you guys on in a few weeks. Yay. Talk Potomac on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can find us, uh, Two Black Girls, One Rose, everywhere podcasts are found. Uh, we do Potomac recaps every Tuesday. Bachelor is back um, in next week. And we drop those on Wednesdays. And on Thursdays, we do kind of a hodgepodge of different things. Um, so it kind of changes. But uh, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, everywhere podcasts are found. If you want our extended episode or video you could join us on patreon um and we also just started two black girls watch which is our reaction content on patreon we're right now re-watching insecure season one wow really fun what a good time yes find us patreon.com slash two black girls one rose um find us on instagram all that good stuff and thank you guys for having us again thank you so much of course this is so fun and we will be back on wednesday for our pop culture episode we love you guys we hope you have a great weekend bye bye a huda media production